This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford. I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. He's the CEO of SOM International and also with John Redmond. Now, John Redmond, he's a pilot and he's been serving with Humberto down in Mexico. He's going to tell a little bit of his story. But John, oh my goodness, I have seen the pictures come back from Mexico. And I mean, perilous is maybe uh, how I would describe some of these landings and these aviation excursions they have, these ultralight planes going into dirt fields. There's no windsock, there's no tower. I mean, what's it like doing missionary aviation? Umberto and his team do a fine job with that. They picked up just on their own with some other leadership, uh, you know, with some training and uh, they took it to new levels and they, like you said, they go to some amazing places and they, they've done very well with that. Uh, and yeah. that forte is something that just doesn't come, you know, just just by picking up and, and doing it every once in a while. That's a dedicated discipline yeah. and work at it and they do very well. And when we joined, uh, Julie and I joined to uh, help out as friends of the ministry. Right. We were helping out uh, with their missionary airplanes, 182. Okay. It was set up to do some missionary flying in the backcountry, but not to the extent where they were going at all. Yeah, yeah. So, so people know a, a 182 is a single engine, a Cessna plane. It's got a little bit bigger engine, but still most people would be terrified to get inside of one of these things, especially going <laughs> onto a dirt runway. Now, uh, David, tell me this. Why is aviation ministry so important to guys like Humberto and like Russell? Yeah, well, thank you, uh, Mark, for bringing that in there because I went and um, John's going to share more perspective because it's such an honor, a blessing to have John. And I have to say, too, Marcus, we have to draw it out of John because John's one of the most humble brothers I, I know. And, um, and, and, you know, he was drawn to this work down there that uh, we, as we know, Umberto just is not satisfied with the, the easy catch. You know, he's going to the remote mountains, it's rugged, yeah. sometimes a couple of days getting in. And aviation has just opened up the whole mountain range, about 1,000 miles of these very remote tribes. 70% of the villages they're going into don't even have a road to them. So it's opportunity to come in and bring hope, bring practical supplies, most of all, to bring our identity in Christ and what Christ's calling for their lives. And, and John, so I want to bring it out, though, just for the listening audience to have some appreciation. Give us a thumbnail of just how God worked in your heart and your career in aviation yeah. and kind of where, where, how you got to this point. Well, aviation was something uh, that was kind of built in right from the get-go. And when I first came to know Christ, that was something I had put on the altar. It was such a a unique blessing to pursue and wanted to make sure it was God's will, not just my inspiration. But it became very clear that uh, this is a will of God for my life. And so going through college, uh, I went into naval aviation. The Lord blessed me through the training and I got my first choice. I was flying out for the aircraft carriers in the Pacific. I had a good 10 year run uh, in the Navy, just flying different aircrafts and very challenging circumstances, but I, I was, exposed to methods and procedures and disciplines where you could take a very dangerous evolution but make it safe hmm. and do it safely. And the military showed how that could be done. Going on to uh, flying for the airlines took safety to a new level. There's, sure. When you, you have a discernment that there's even a hint of something that, is, that would even approach a thought of danger, 
you, you mitigate it immediately. Mm-hmm. And the processes that are involved in the airlines even are, are amazing. And we enjoy uh, safety to this day uh, that we, and so. So, so tell, me the, uh, tell me the difference between like flying a warplane onto an aircraft carrier or flying an ultralight or a 182 into the middle of the mountains. Like, like how are those two experiences different? Well, the, the laws of aerodynamics are the same for both. Okay. And so you're, you're looking at uh, some very challenging circumstances and some threats that remarkably are the, very much the same with short field landings and uh, the procedures used to fly on board an aircraft carrier, you use angle attack and other uh, instruments that help you uh, maneuver and to uh, make your approach and landing safely and also to get airborne again and, and to exit the area safely as well. And so these processes can be remarkably the same, and you can identify a threat very early on if you've been exposed to these procedures, mm. or especially in a lifetime of it. Umberto, gosh, I, the bravery and the, uh, and the, the, putting himself out there and flying these ultralights out there doing this is remarkable. I remember my wife, when she, she said, I'm never going to get in one of those ultralights. And the first trip we took, she was strapped in the back of an ultralight flying out. Never say never, Tell us this, but yeah, before we go on, uh, David, describe to us, what is an ultralight like? I think I, I would basically say it's like a hang glider with, well, a, it, with a propeller I on think it. the best way to describe it, Mark, and John can correct me, is a kite with an engine. So <laughs> They're terrifying. Yeah. Well, John, uh, I love your painting the work that God is bringing the gospel to these remote areas where, you know, these villagers have never heard the gospel. And you talked about the courage of Umberto. Can you share even a, a yeah. story, too, of, of like how you've seen that exemplified? It, really, his leadership, you're being humble, but you joining him. Yeah. Well, there are so many stories. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, he needs to tell these stories. They're incredible. The our exposure for Julie and myself, we go into territories that they've already went out and pioneered. And so they went out there when there was no other no other people out there. There's no law or anything. And they're bringing the gospel to places. And once they get to know, they, get, they find a family that uh, will receive them and they continue to go back and they find the needs. Uh, once they get to know them, then they'll be able to establish a foothold and share the gospel. Mm. Uh, the experiences that Umberto has in doing that part of the ministry, uh, Julie and I have not been a part of that because we come along afterwards, after it's been established, and Umberto has always been very good about uh, mitigating the risks for the people that he brings in there. Mm-hmm. And so our exposure to the risks that Umberto has, um, you know, when he goes out and pioneers new places, is is not even close to the same what what he does yeah i need to get us into a break but i want to talk a little bit about what uh, humberto is doing uh, right now and some of the risks he's taken lately and david also i'd like to talk about how aviation ministry has has opened up some new villages for the gospel and and even some of what humberto is got for a vision for the future so hey when we get back uh, from this break uh, we'll talk about uh, more about aviation and then during this break we'll hear a little bit about the need we have right now for bibles going out to these areas We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. 
After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. I'm also here with John Redman, and he is a pilot who's been serving with Humberto, among other places, in missionary aviation. Now, David, one of the things that SOM International is all about is about supporting leaders who risk much for Jesus. And this is one of the areas where uh, we see risk at its highest. Tell us about risk and leadership and why guys like Humberto and guys like John are taking these kind of risks in order to get the gospel into these uh, high mountain areas. Yeah, Mark, thanks for bringing that out. Uh, the reality yeah. of it is that our ministry just draws these kind of guys because we have to have guys clean hearts, uh, full of the Holy Spirit, yeah. and not living by fear because we're working in all these high risk areas around the world. And yet what we've seen is, you know, no risk, no gain. Where there's risk, there is gain. And the gain we get is Christ, the kingdom, because, uh, you know, the enemy wants to put out these false, you know, false barriers that look like overwhelming, um, you know, walls that we can't get through. But as by faith, God, right, the kingdom of uh, or the gates of hell shall not prevail mm. uh, against the church. And, and that's the church bringing down gates and walls of those who are captive to sin and brokenness. And, and John Berto exemplified that. And so, John, you were just talking about how, you know, Berto has gone out and, you know, with the leadership of the Lord, with faith, and, and has changed lives. And it's changing lives with the Word of Christ. In the same way, John, how do you reflect that God, what has God done in your life to get you to a place that you're willing to join in that risk? And, you know, you pointed out it's not the same risk, sure, at the level of, so things, I mean, just for the context of listening eyes out there, Alberta's going to these cartel-controlled areas. Uh, there, there's right. a lot of suspicion. There's a lot of difficulty, and and it's just not the right place for a gringo to come at the per, in the beginning days until trust is, is, is built. But, John, tell us your story, how the Lord's worked in your heart, and, and you and Julie, you're doing it together in unity. Mm-hmm. How God's knit you together to, to be a leader in this higher-risk work and, and service. Very, very good question. I have to say the relationships that have been built with people that you work with, people that have that are risking putting themselves out there, to me that is a sacrifice that is uncommon, yeah. and it's worthy of my energy and and um, and work to yeah. work with. And I've 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 flown with great leaders in the military, some of the finest in the world, and I, I see that those qualities in Umberto and what the work he's doing. And so the energy and the effort put into it is a worthy effort. Mm-hmm. The the aspirations that Umberto has is to take aviation to the next level. Right. And the expertise that he needs to do that comes from various sources, even uh, good friends that I have that are going to be a part of this. But bringing that level of expertise into the mission field is a draw, and it is something that is very, very exciting to see that there's a need and that there's, through um, very solid uh, relationships with people who, are, who are, would lay their lives down for each other, uh, and as also for the gospel, that if they're taking those kinds of risks to get the gospel out, they're also, uh, with trust, 
be able to work with you and, and, and have your back as well. So tell us, I mean, taking aviation to the next level, what, what does that mean? Like what, what's, the, what's the path for the future uh, as far as aviation ministry is concerned? Yeah, very good question. The ultralights uh, have, are very limited, and there's uh, their capabilities. They're very small. Yeah, they're very small. They carry very little, and so yeah, like one Bible. Yes, and and some of the uh, <laughs> some of the 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 motors and the me- mechanisms are not as reliable. Mm. And you can build backcountry airplanes these days with the modifications to be uh, remarkably robust and safe mm. uh, to get in and out of these facilities, but you still need the training to understand how these apparatuses work right. and to use them well and to have experience. And we found some brilliant people who work on this, their hearts are good and mm-hmm. uh, are willing to help with uh, Umberto and myself and others. I recognize what safety looks like, right. uh, but uh, I have to be the first to say that uh, I need the training as well as Umberto and others in these particular aircraft. Oh, really? Some of the advantages is I recognize good leadership in Umberto, and I also mm-hmm. recognize safety in uh, the people that uh, I can network with to bring into the mission field to uh, help with this. And so it's a team. It's, a, right. it's an amazing team. And once the momentum builds, it's, a, it's an incredible experience. I, I, I couldn't uh, miss this opportunity for anything. John, I, I just wanted to listen to you. I just bring out your heart, too. Tell us, uh, for instance, of something you've been able to contribute that really brought you joy and satisfaction around this work. I, I was hoping that there was a story there you can bring out. You know, the, the aviation is a love that I've had for so long, and it's, it's served so well. But I would have to say it isn't even aviation-related. It's the relationship I've developed with I mean, I'm choking up with Umberto and his family. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I've never had a friend like that. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd just be an honor to serve with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Thank well, you, John. well, David, tell us a little bit about the opportunities that, you know, for leadership, for evangelism, that aviation has opened up for Humberto. I mean, we also see that with Russell's ministry. Just just tell us how this all plays into their leadership and their vision for the future. Well, there's a dynamic, and I'd like John to, in a moment to, to comment yeah. on that, the relationship with the greater network, and you bring in Russell here, and, and you know, Russell and Humberto become good friends, and they you know, be able to associate and cooperate together aviation-wise. We have lots of stories yeah. there. And so that's exciting how we can uh, impact one another. I, at this point is our leadership principle. We're all involved in God's work. We all have a part. So we need one of the first, you know, it sounds triatized, but one of the first things that we want to bring out in this aviation is we need yeah. prayer. I mean, every time they go up, they are literally putting their, their lives in the hands of the Lord and obviously the Lord's wisdom and training and everything else. But there's only so, as John would talk about, there's only so far that training yeah. goes. There's a sovereignty of God's side. That we just trust God that, Lord, today is the day that you've given us. And we will rejoice in it. We'll be faithful in it, even if it means being faithful unto death. You know, it's so important that we, all our leaders in our team, our Mexican, SOM Mexican teams down there, that they every day are just waking up with a clean heart, seeking the Lord, um, and and gaining his favor. Uh, So praise God for that. John, we just have a few more minutes, but would you just comment on, too, because I I love, because you've been so sweet and, would you comment what what's the impact to you of being connected to the greater SOM family, you know, and, and work? Oh, it's uh, it's been remarkable. It's really 
helped gain in momentum, be able to make some quality decisions. I was talking to Mark about just having a conversation with you or Russell Stendhal. It takes months to process it, just a conversation. And uh, Julie and I just admire the work that's going out and uh, the relationships that are being built uh, amongst us. It's just real solid. And the, it, it really, the, a lot of this, the work with Umberto and the things that are going, taking things to the next level would not be accomplished without this ministry involved with it. It just wouldn't happen. Uh, the opportunities that are available to us now just weren't there. Umberto and I worked together years ago, and we ran into limitations. And those things, you know, the Lord has blessed the ministry through SOM that a lot of these limitations are being lifted. And the gospel has a lot more free reign to get exposure into Mm -hmm. these mountains. So I think that's in a nutshell. It's too short of a time to be able to tell everything. But in a nutshell, I would say that would be uh, one of the highlights. Well, why don't we have you on for another episode? Because uh, we got to wrap it up for today. <laughs> and uh, hey, we want to encourage our listeners to step out and becoming better leaders in the kingdom of God. So At Risk Radio invites you to get involved with those like Humberto and like John who are risking much for Jesus. Uh, you can get involved by subscribing to our newsletter. That's kind of your first step. Our full color newsletter comes out every month. It features stories from those who are serving on the front lines. Humberto is often in our newsletter uh, with pictures and sometimes you get to see that ultralight and maybe someday we'll get a little bit better bush planes for him Uh, (laughs) but this is all part of like when you give to som international you give to people like humberto who are out there taking the gospel to people who desperately need to hear it hey and last thing at risk radio and som international they're funded by you that were supported as you sign up to be a monthly donor or as you donate in exchange for a book in our bookstore you can visit the SOM bookstore at spiritofmartyrdom.com. And I hear there's a rumor that there might be a whole separate SOM bookstore being developed soon. So until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.